This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you by Retro Days. Sign up now for your free profile at retro-daze.org. From there, you can visit the forum or contribute articles which earn points towards fun prizes in the Retro Days Point Store. Click over from today's show notes and begin the fun at Retro Days. And by oldtimecandy.com. Travel down sweet memory lane with Decade Candy gift boxes. Choose your favorite decade from the 1950s up through the 1990s and receive an assortment of retro goodies. Click the link in today's show notes and enter the code OTC0521 and save 10% now through the end of 2021 at oldtimecandy.com. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Yes, the Retro Network Time Machine is here once again, ready to travel back to our pop culture past. You've got Jason here alongside Mickey doubling back. How are you doing, man? Oh, just another long, hard week at work. How's life in Alabama? I had the uh, weird fast food experience this week. <laughs> so last week you were at the Taco Bell. They screwed up your order, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Burger King didn't even get a chance to screw up my order because I pulled into the drive-thru. And first of all, I'm wondering, there's like three, it's a double drive-thru. And there's three cars at one speaker and there's none in the other like what's going on here so i naturally just pull right in the open spot and (laughs) the uh girl comes on the speaker she says we got no whoppers no burgers only fried service i was like excuse me no whoppers no burgers only fried service it's like you're burger king you don't have any burgers no just fried food (laughs) i was like what how is that possible? Fry me a hamburger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Throw that in the fryer. I didn't ask if it was like a problem with their grill or if they were just out of meat. You know, maybe they had those impossible whoppers sitting back there. I should ask her if that was classified in one of those two categories. I tell you what, I'm to the age and mindset these days. Some young lady who would tell me that would have a day at work that she would never forget after she got my <laughs> response. She well, would be I, telling people about it for years. Yeah. I mean, I I should have noticed there was something wrong other than just that lane being open, but the other three Fast and Furious cars doing loops around the dang building going over to Popeye's, you know, that's right next door. I, I, I was just baffled, so I ended up getting nuggets and onion rings just so I could be on my way. I, I just needed something fast, and that's the closest place at work. And that poor I was girl. like, Wow. That poor girl would have been telling me, like, and I told him we didn't have no burgers, so we ordered nuggets. And the next thing I know, he gets out of his car, throws them down, and urinates on them in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, and you would have been a YouTube star. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so that was my uh, <laughs> that was my weird fast food. It's it's fitting since we uh, the the subject that we have this week that we're uh, already kicking off with the food talk, but. 
Uh, I did want to pass along that beginning today, we will be rotating our Time Machine episodes back into the VIP vault. We're going to do the Disney trick here. So for those of you who are you know, currently subscribed to the feed, you'll always have access to the latest 10 episodes. But today's episode is number 11 since we began the new show format. And we're going to move our first episode, which was the 1991 Time Capsule, back to the VIP vault on Patreon for just our VIPs to listen to. Now, just a reminder, VIP vault, it's got every episode that Mickey and I have pretty much recorded since we started the Retro Network. So going back, I'm a stats guy, and I tallied up the episodes in the vault. We've got 64 time machines from the old TRN podcast. We've got 26 after-hour shows, eight grocery stories. One was actually tied in with an after-hours. Five outtakes, and there was a bonus outtake episode that was an after-hours that we had uh, all the cursing. And then uh, we got... Four of the Tyrion Drive-In 95 series. I still want to get that started up somehow, Mick. I know you're slammed, but uh, I hate not completing stuff. We have our inaugural TRN Halloween special. And, of course, the after party that we did. That was really fun. And the TRN Christmas special. So if you add all that up, counting the two episodes that we're going to be dropping in there today, the after hours and then the 1991 time capsule, 112 podcasts. Wow. So we're really uh, making that $5, you know, the best bang for your buck there when you come on over and you've got all those episodes of, uh, you know, those are exclusive to our VIPs. So click on over to Patreon from the show notes, sign up, be a VIP at the $5 level uh, if you are not already. But uh, like I said before, we sure do appreciate your support and you've uh, gone a long way to helping you know, keep us uh, moving along with the retro network and we appreciate it giving opportunities as well, not just for our show, but for uh, several other shows that are on the network. The VIP vault is now the exclusive home of me saying the F word. (laughs) If you want to hear that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, uh, I did cuss a couple of times on that free after hours. That's still available for everybody to listen to. But (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think we might be doing another free preview here very soon of the after hours. Okay. Get people in on a little bit more of the goodness they miss out. That sounds good to me. Tease people a little bit. Uh, okay. Well, uh, if you're, uh, if you don't got anything to add as far as announcements or anything goes, let's, uh, see where we're going this week. What's going uh, on? I don't feel like talking about food. I'm stuffed. <laughs> okay. Let's do uh let's talk about the geopolitical repercussions of the annexation of the South Sudan by the Venezuelan constitutional monarchy. Okay. Let's do no, that. I'm kidding. Let's talk about square pieces <laughs> from Little Caesars. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So we are uh, going to talk about some foods that we miss. Time jumping all over the place uh, this week. And uh, as you're listening to this episode on release day, today is National Eat What You Want Day, May 11th. I don't know who came up with this idea, but this is just fantastic. But is that I like don't know. A promise that they make you on that day, you can eat whatever you want. I suppose so. I mean, it's probably for those people that are trying to get in shape, and oh, let's just give them a cheat day. But pretty much National Eat What You Want Day is every day for me. Well. <laughs> Where I come from, eating ain't cheating, so it's all good. 
except for maybe dairy products. I I can I can't really. You just do, missed uh, the whole point of dairy. that. But go ahead. I got I got you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, this is timely too because we got some stuff coming back. Ghostbuster cereal. Have you found that yet, Mick? No, I've not been to the grocery store other than to buy a big hunk of steak in a okay. little while. Well, I've been looking. I still have not found it here in the South. So uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed that we'll be getting that soon because I'm now I'm jealous and I want to move back to the North so I can get oh, all this crap Shut your right. mouth. <laughs> Good gosh. Oh, man. Oh, and we are getting Pepsi Blue back. Did you see that? I did. Now, I'm kind of excited for this because I, I like Pepsi Blue, or at least in my mind I did uh, <laughs> when it came out, but I'm anxious to try it again if it's too... Yeah, it's already back out. Is it? Okay. It was hitting shelves May 2nd. Maybe not in your area, but it was re-releasing on May 2nd. Like I said, I'm like in the armpit of America, I guess, because I get nothing the first <laughs> right off the bat, you know? It's crazy. Anyway, well, I'll be looking for those uh, two items at the grocery store, but... Let's talk about some things that we really miss. And let's jump in the time machine. Head back to the past. All right, here we are floating around. We've been here several times before, Mick. I feel like food is our favorite topic almost. We did... The uh, good and bad Halloween treats. We did our uh, Thanksgiving traditions, and we did a. I think we did an after hours with the favorite side dishes by. Well, that no, it was a map. That's right. That we yeah. broke down by state. We've done fast food before, breakfast cereals, food commercials. We just love talking about old food, man. Drinks. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, a lot. and I can think back to a time when we first launched the network and the podcast, and I was like, we need to do food, and you were like, yeah. Like, trust me, <laughs> trust me. And we've probably tackled it the most. We have. So a lot of those episodes, like we just uh, teased you in the in the VIP vault. Mick did that whole omnibus. When was that? Back in December. That was like four hours long. <laughs> Where I just combined all of yeah. our different food segments into one ins- long episode for people. That was insane. But okay, so here we are. You want to go first this week? Sure. Hit me with something, <clears throat> man. Little Caesar's Square Pizzas. Back in the, what was it, the late 80s? Yeah, it had to be because we were living where I moved to in 88. We got our first Little Caesars close by, and they didn't have round pizzas at the time. They were just square. Do you remember that? Were they like rectangular or actually square? square. Were they? It was back during the days of the Pizza Pizza slogan because it was like buy one, get one free, and you got two. And they would come in like like the container that, Pizza Hut's Bigfoot used to come in the long paper thing, but this had two oh, but separate it, that's right, square that's pizzas right. in it. Yes, yeah. now I remember because I I immediately went to the rectangular box, and but there was two pizzas in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours was in uh, Kmart. We oh. had a little Caesars in our Kmart. Well, ours was was in its own store, but in the Kmart shopping center. Okay, and we would always order pizza from a, more of a local chain, Pizza Plus. But my brother liked Little Caesars, and he would bring it home sometimes for all of us. And you wanted to get one of the corner pieces, so you had two sides of crust. Oh, yeah. Because while Little Caesars pizza still ranks in the bottom half of my favorite pizzas in general, their cheese always went right to the edge of that square pizza and got that chewy 
crust going for it. Oh, that was so good. So maybe I don't miss the square, the little Caesar square pizzas as much as I just missed the corner slices. of the square. <laughs> You can keep the rest of it. Hey, I'm a corner man on anything. Brownies. I need the corner, you know, peach cobbler. I'm all about the corners, man. And yeah, I don't, in a pizza like that where you get middle pieces without any crust on the end too. No That's an abomination. You, you always need some crust there. And what is up with Little Caesars these days? They're round pizzas. They do the thin crust, but they cut it in a square grid pattern. You just oh, want really? to smack, yeah, you want to smack somebody for that. <laughs> I don't. I don't go to Little Caesars very often. Well, and when I, I do, it's it, always right? the hot and ready. But you know, yeah. Well, they have the hot and ready thin crust too. I think late in the day, but... and they cut it in squares. On yeah, a round yeah, they, they cut across multiple times each direction. So you end up getting like 24 pieces or so, but they're square. That's they're, weird. You know, yeah, that, it's it's wrong. My cousin Mango, he has a lot of weird food grudges, he calls them. Like, <laughs> he don't like Wendy's because hamburger patties shouldn't be square. It's unnatural. And I was like, dude, the (laughs) fact that meat is ground up in a tube and sliced off a roll (laughs) is not natural either. That's right. I think he feels the same about square pizzas, but I'm not positive. Now, I uh, was searching out Little Caesars on Google right now, and I forgot about something here. Looks like this is maybe late 90s. The pizza by the foot. Do you remember when they did this? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's in a very long box. It's those square pieces, but they had different uh, toppings for each section. So you could do like pepperoni. You could do, I'm trying to make it out here, sausage. And it was three feet of pizza. So it was like a three foot long But it looks narrower. That was narrower. Yeah, that looks a lot narrower. I mean, almost like a, almost like a personal pizza size yeah but uh square i vaguely remember that but yeah we had that well our, i can't remember when our kmart went out that it went out a lot earlier than probably a lot of kmarts did and the little caesars went with it so we didn't have little caesars after that so interesting okay all right well uh let's see where am i gonna go with my first We'll stay in the uh, we'll stay in the Italian food group. How about that? Okay. I want not just to bring one thing back, but I want like a revitalization of the Chef Boyardee brand hmm. and bring back all of these pop culture pastas. You know, back in the day, I lived on like spaghettios and all those pastas, whatever was popular mom would get and you know smurfs had pasta you had pac-man pasta that was weird because that one had like chicken in it or something but it seemed like whatever was hot at the time i think teenage mutant ninja turtles had pasta oh yeah you know garfield yeah dinosaurs roller coasters yeah Yeah, a lot so i'm going through the super mario you had justice league pasta shapes with meatballs Pac-Man pasta. Yeah, the roller coasters, the dinosaurs, uh, the, was it, tic-tac-toe, I think they had, mm-hmm. too. Yep. I don't know if they were the ABCs and 123s as well, if that was a different brand. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Well, you <laughs> Spider-Man too. You remember oh, yeah. uh oh Matt over at Dinosaur Dracula opened up that can of Spider-Man pasta on Ooh. Twitter. <laughs> well, I think it was last year. But um you know, they the brand is still alive and it's been bought out by this or that company, I think. And they still make like basic stuff like spaghetti and meatballs and I think they do their beefaroni and ravioli, stuff like that, like their signature ones. But the shapes, you know, all the shapes have gone to like mac and cheese now. Yeah. And they don't have the you don't get the pasta stuff. But you know, I never did really care for Chef Boyardee. I really like oh, their that, that's blasphemy. <laughs> no. I like their competitor, Franco American. Those were the ones. Franco American. Yeah, Franco American. They they were the original makers of the SpaghettiOs. Those would have been the SpaghettiOs you ate back then. And then I think Campbell's bought SpaghettiOs. But the sauce on the Franco American stuff, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just had a better flavor. Oh, they did the UFOs too. I remember that. That was Franco American. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like uh, my my oldest son is finally now getting into making his own stuff. Ooh, they done Sonic the Hedgehog too. Franco American did. Did they? Okay. Um, like he'll make ramen noodles and he'll make spaghettios and stuff like that out of the can on the stove. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is what I knew when I was about his age. You know, fifteen, sixteen years old. And you're just learning how to cook for yourself and you're just dumping, you know, basically stuff from a can into a heated up. But at the same time, they had a, a, it seems like a bigger variety of what you could get. And I don't know, Chef Boyardee, just the commercials is where I'm going in my head too. Remembering a lot of those commercials and the jingle. I just want to see that revitalized. Ooh, and Franco American done one called Mystic Nights. It was like knights and dragons. It's like castle pieces and crowns. and mm. Yeah. See, I, th- I think they trump Chef Boyardee. But I will say a couple of years ago, Chef Boyardee come out with their throwback recipe cans where the label is throwback and the recipe is throwback. Mm-hmm. It's, it's better than the modern stuff. It's more expensive, okay. too, unfortunately. But uh, Yeah. And then, you know, right before, well, I guess it was probably about the time I was in high school they started coming out with the microwavable cups, but I don't know. I just, there's something about the can that I'd like to all that to come back, man. Well, my next one, I'm going to go with a beverage and this is from the nineties. Boone's farm, strawberry Hill. No point of reference with that. It was an alcoholic drink. Okay. (laughs) It was in the wine section, but it was a, a malt beverage. Uh, people our age who are a little more freewheeling in their life will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> they Boone's Farm had a a full line of flavors. There is still Boone's Farm, and they may still make Strawberry Hill. I've not seen it in this area in a couple of years. Close second favorite would be Wild Island, but oh, they had all kinds of flavors. Now wait a second, you've given me tons of crap about seltzer and wine coolers and all this stuff and you're putting in a wine cooler it's not a wine cooler well what is it man it's a bottle of wine okay that's a full it's a full-size wine bottle that don't come out of a little four pack or anything (laughs) but this was the contraband that you would take on dates you know you what you wasn't going to get most females to take a shot of jack with you or something but (laughs) 
Drink some wine, yeah. You did drink some Strawberry Hill because that stuff was delicious. It was like uh, drinking a liquid form of Smucker Strawberry Preserves jelly or something. <laughs> it was so good. And some uh, of the I can't remember all their other flavors, but they had a bunch. I really was liked... it sparkling or no? Not? No, you think I would drink a sparkling alcohol? I don't know. Beer? I'm just I'm asking. Well, I don't. I'm no. not aware. It I was, was wine a, for all intents and purposes. For all intents and purposes, it was wine. Oh man, when you Google it, these pictures don't do it justice because I see these bright colors. It's bright red and bright blue. That's more modern stuff. You got to go with the paler stuff. Oh, oh, there's a website selling Strawberry Hill. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus, two dollars and fifty cents. It's went up. <laughs> it used to be like a dollar a bottle. It yeah, used up? to be like a dollar fifty nine back in the day. <laughs> That's that. It was a you know it was a teenager poor kid drink you know. Okay. Yeah, but I wanted to throw that one in. Tiny will know what I'm talking about. Hey, speaking of tiny and food, I had breakfast with Tiny this past weekend. Oh, yeah? yeah How'd that we, go? It went great. We went to Cracker Barrel. I had everything on their breakfast menu, it seemed like. I had the eggs, the bacon, the sausage, the ham. Oh, uh, the hash brown casserole. Sawmill gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Pancakes. It was, it was great. I wanted to throw that in there, too. I haven't been to Cracker Barrel for breakfast in a while. I hadn't been in forever. It was so good. Well, good for you. Glad you got to get out and uh, see your buddy there. Our buddy. Uh, our buddy. All right. Uh, let's see. How can I bounce? Oh, okay. I can bounce off your beverage there. And I'm going to bring back So Delicious Fruit Snacks. Oh. Do you remember these? They I were... Seven Up brand, or at least claimed to have like made with Seven Up, and they the ones I, they, I when I was looking it up, they've got two different uh, boxes that had uh, like three different flavors in each one, and the one I remember, of course, is the traditional like the lemon lime Seven Up, and I think it had fruit punch and grape maybe, so like the fruity flavors um, is what I remember the most, but apparently there was also more that had root beer, orange, and cherry cola, which sounds only, a lot more <laughs> better to me. But the only ones I remember were the ones that had the Seven Up flavor and the cherry Seven Up, that double pack. Yeah, I had I was just scrolling through uh, a couple of different websites and their lists, and that came up. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember those. We need to bring uh, Cool Spot back, just in general. Well, and, we got the Noid back, right? It's so, natural. We just bring the cool spot back next. And we need to bring back Spuds and Alex from Stroh's. Absolutely. Bring, them back too. bring, up, bring back all them uh, mascots. But yeah, I, I don't know. And, you know, you can get the, every once in a while, get the cola gummies mm-hmm. that are from, I think maybe Brock's sells them or what is that gummy Har- bear? Haribo, Haribo. Yes, yes, that, yes. Yeah, they sell them. Yeah, they sell the uh, gummy Coke bottles. I have a, they're out of date now because I bought them two years ago, but I have a bag from that company of Smurfs gummies. Oh, yeah? You got a few in the bag that's red, white, and blue for Papa Smurf, but most of them are just blue and white. And then you've got a few that are blue, white, and yellow for Smurfette. Smurfette. Yeah. 
I didn't. I never opened them. I just thought they were cool. Matter of fact, they're put up with all my other retro cool stuff. Well, good. Yeah, I like a good gummy snack now and then, and those would be uh, fun to bring back. The best flavored gummy snacks I have found on the market today are the, uh, we talked about them, uh, Black Forest, no, it wasn't us, the Black Forest gummy snacks. They're supposed to be more healthy and wholesome for your kids, but they have the richest, deepest flavors, too. They're so good. Black Forest. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of them. They are so good. They taste like wine. I mean, the flavor is that kind of intense. They're really good. Uh, well, speaking of candy, I would bring back big mouth suckers. Big mouth suckers. Don't sound like that rings a bell with you either, does it? No, it it doesn't. (laughs) I might, uh, that may not be the term. That may not be. Are these the ones that had like, uh, like cream flavors and all kinds of stuff? No, that would have been lifesavers. Maybe they're just gourmet lollipops. I don't that's, know. I, that's what I'm thinking of, like the gourmet type. They were huge. They were like bigger than a golf ball. And you would buy them individually. They were at all the cash registers at the stores. Those things would take days to finish one of those. You'd work on it for a couple hours, and it'd be time for bed. And you'd, <laughs> I'd put mine in a Ziploc bag and seal it up and get back at it the next day when I got up. Like a jawbreaker, yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was. It was like a jawbreaker on a stick, and it was huge, like bigger than a golf ball. Our local Piggly mm-hmm. Wiggly used to have them at the cash registers, and I would. It was a good use of pocket change left over from your allowance, because it wasn't going to quickly disappear. Like I could buy a pack of Bubblelicious, and ten minutes later, I had all five pieces in my mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could spend, you know, a few cents on one of these and it would last for days as far as a candy went. So it was a great value back then. Yeah. That's... I don't, I don't particularly remember the brand. What I'm seeing, uh, actually has a bubble gum center. That's yeah. I saw that too. Big mouth, but... So big mouth is not the, the brand. Uh, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just the larger ones that you could mm-hmm. barely get in your mouth. Right. <laughs> and you know, I was one of those kids. We'd go on vacation. I'd buy one of those big, huge round lollipops, the rainbow swirled. Yeah. 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 I never did like them. I didn't either. I always wanted one. Yeah. I, I remember having one and just being like, okay, but it's just so freaking huge. I'd prefer just a blow pop or something that you can get the whole thing in your mouth. Mm -hmm. I remember like the, uh, one of our restaurants had a little candy section, like at the register, and they would sell the gourmet type lollipops. And they had some really good flavors in there that were like strawberry cream and things like that. But I know what you're talking about. Just the, the larger ones that took, <laughs> took a while to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, let's go. Oh, okay. I got a candy for you. Dynamint. You remember Dynamint. Hmm. Dynamints were like the rival to Tic Tacs, and they had a similar style box like Tic Tacs, but instead of opening on the short end of the box, yeah, from dentine, they opened from the long end, and it was like a longer, it was the the rectangular box, but you open it on that end. And they had, which I don't think Tic Tac really did, was there was mixes of flavors in with the Dynamints. So you had like lemon-lime. 
Yeah, that's just become a recent thing with Tic Tacs. And, you know, back in the day, that's why I remember there was multiple colors in there. You're like, blows your mind. Like, oh, look, Tic Tacs has, <laughs> you know, there's red and orange in there. But it was uh, Dynamint. So dad was big on having like mints around, like certs and those types of like little breath mints. And so, I don't know, I got into that habit. And then when I saw like when Tic Tacs were really popular, the Dynamint seemed more geared towards me as a kid. With the different flavors now it don't i'm looking at them here on google i don't believe i ever bought any of these or anything but i've probably had them because going to church a lot when i was a kid every old lady in church had candy or, or juicy fruit chewing gum in her purse right this yeah. looks like something i would have probably got from some old lady at church to keep me quiet on some sunday morning <laughs> so i've probably had it yeah i I, recognize it. I particularly remember the the lemon lime and I think there was just an assorted fruit, maybe of red and yellow and purple, maybe something like that. But the fruity, there were fruity flavors mainly, but they did have like peppermint and spearmint and, and the other type of mint uh, flavors with that. But I don't know. I just remember them being so much more. And I remember like fooling around with the box too, because I don't, I was thinking that you could open it from both ends, but I don't think you can looking at the pictures now. But I don't know, there's something about carrying that box around. You could put some rocks in there or something if you wanted to or whatever, you know. Anyway, dynamites. Well, I've got uh, two fast food items to close out my list. And the right. first one, uh, gosh, I've actually got three. I need to pick between these two here. I'm going to go with the McDonald's McPatty Melt from 1995. I may have mentioned this promotion once before, but 1995 McDonald's done the burger of the month promotion thing mm -hmm. where every month they had a different burger, which they kind of cheated because like the McRib was one of the special months. They uh, debuted the Arch Deluxe that summer as one of the months. I know I've on here, I've talked about the uh, Batman Forever superhero burger. That right. was the burger that month. I'm going to say this was February or March was the McPatty melt. It was just their version of the patty melt, mm -hmm. you know, bun, quarter pound patty, the fried onions or sauteed onions, cheese, but it was so good. And it only lasted for a month. And I have looked online. I don't think I've ever found pictures of that. I'm seeing one called the cheddar melt. Oh, uh, that's, that's a different creature altogether. It looks like it's uh Kind of a patty melt with the onions and the cheddar cheese melted. It does, but that was more of like the normal cheeseburger size. Right. This patty melt was like a quarter pound size, but with oh. cheese and stuff. So it was really yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the melt. Uh, tomorrow night, as we're recording this, is my son's birthday, and he chose Steak and Shake. So we are going to Steak and Shake, and I'll get my Frisco melt that I love so much. And that's basically just your regular patty melt, and they got that Frisco sauce on there. It's so good. Yeah, and the cheddar melt says it was on a rye bun. Yeah, it does look like a darker uh, bun. I like rye bread now, so I don't know. Oh, I, like I don't remember that. When was this? I'm trying to see when the cheddar melt was introduced because I see that it's in that advertisement I'm looking at, it was only for a limited time. 
And I see the supersized fries there, but I don't recognize that uh, the fry box to, you know, identify it. Oh, it says here, oh, she's crafty. That would be uh, Sean Robert's wife. I'm on her site. Cheddar Melt made its debut in 1998. Supposedly made a brief comeback in 2004, but she didn't remember that. So she was all about the uh, Cheddar Melt here. Hey, if you're listening there, Miserable Bear, tell Sean we said hey. <laughs> okay. Um, I did not pick any fast food in my list. But I did pick a cereal. And when we did our 80s cereal show, this had just missed it, I believe. I want to say it was, I think, 1991. Yes. Uh, cinnamon mini bun cereal. Oh. Gosh, this stuff was so good. I love the cinnamon flavor, and they were like the small. It almost looked like they just had the honey bun cereal. Remember that uh, they put out maybe last year. I haven't seen that at uh, Ollie's yet, but I guess it's coming around. Anyway, they it was kind of that. They got Christmas stuff out there. <laughs> Those trendsetters at Ollie's. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, cinnamon mini buns. The first time mom bought that for me, I was like, yes. But I'm kind of thinking it was my doing because I'm looking at the box uh, over here on MrBreakfast.com and the offer that you could get by purchasing a box of cinnamon mini bun cereal was a free cassette single. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I see that. I see that. (laughs) Yeah, and the other one was uh, free comics. Uh-huh. They had uh, free DC comics in there, four different ones. Did you try the Cinnabon cereal this year? No, I maybe that's what I was thinking of. I said honey I buns. Say, well, well, we had honey bun cereal too from Host. Well, no, food. I didn't try this. I didn't try either of those. It's actually Cinnabon branded cereal. It looks just like your cinnamon mini buns, mm-hmm. and it's made by Kellogg's. How much you want to bet Gosh. it is the it is the oh, recipe? I missed it. <laughs> Well, I mean, stuff like that keeps coming back around. Just keep your eyes open. Yeah. I need to go uh, ask a, one of the employees at Ollie's if I can go look in their back room. You know, <laughs> It's probably still wrapped up back there. Oh, we're saving this for later. But yeah, I just thought that was the funniest thing when I, I found that uh, image and I saw the little cassette in the corner of it. And then I could click on over and sure enough on the back, you had uh, five choices here to get a free cassette single one cassette tape per order form. Uh, so I guess you could buy like five boxes of cereal and get all five of them. Does it, you want does it to. list which ones you could choose from? Yes, I mean, it like does. Famous stuff. Or? No, not in the least. They had a, uh, there was a single by bad company, which I mean, they were a, a decent band. Uh, don't you recognize. The song. Good gosh. Uh, Information Society, they were like a one-hit wonder. A girl named Betty Boo and a group named TKA. I can't see the name of this band, but their single was Hippie Chick. (laughs) Okay, so not your uh, cream of the crop there. Not any Grammy winners, but uh, it didn't matter. Like, I was in... uh, uh, the thrift store last weekend and found several singles that I picked up and actually albums still in their original wrap for two bucks. 
I was like, what? He so, paid two bucks for an Oka single? Yeah. Well, actually, I paid two bucks for one Oka single, and I also bought uh, hey, Tekken Chronic. Go ahead. Didn't singles turn 40 years old this year? Didn't the first one come out in 81? I, I don't know. I smell an Should article know. or a YouTube video there somewhere celebrating the anniversary, <laughs> which you showed your a bunch of your collection off in a video once upon a time on Instagram. That was pretty cool. I did, yeah, yeah. I need to. Uh, I just haven't had the time to do any filming, but I do have a considerable single collection. So I had the Technotronic pump up the jam single. I'll admit to that. Well, I found the whole album for two bucks, and it was still in its original rap. Me and uh, the little girl was dancing around last night to it. She loved it. And I found uh, Poison's Open Up and Say Ah and uh, Depeche Mode's Violator. I mean, two bucks. And they were in the rap because I could tell, you know, how you try to peel the side, and it has little corners that you're trying to get off. And it wouldn't come off. I'm like, this is the original rap because I can't get the damn thing open. <laughs> the Pesh Mode, they didn't, they didn't release albums. There's escaped. There's a difference. <laughs> hey now. <clears throat> All right, my last final, one. Hit me. Last one. Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. Damn it, Taco Bell. <laughs> we need it back. I still can't always get over. I was gonna say, have you always got the Mexican pizza, or did it when did it become a trend for you? It's since uh, probably my second visit to Taco Bell in my life. So nothing but Mexican pizza since well, then. No, I, I I've gotten so much other stuff, but there I would say a solid seven out of ten trips a Mexican pizza was included with whatever else I was there to get. You just couldn't beat a Mexican pizza. <laughs> our first trip, we got our first Taco Bell in the late eighties around here, and of course, Mom always made. Old El Paso tacos at home, but uh, we went to try it and we liked it. Okay. It was, it was the first time I ever had a soft shell taco. I'd always eat hard shell tacos. Didn't even really know soft shell tacos existed. <laughs> flour or corn tortilla, either one. But, um, we was telling my aunt and cousin about it and they're like, Oh, you need to try the Mexican pizza. And we're like, Ooh, Mexican pizza. And then we got it. We're like, this is not what we imagined, <laughs> but it was just so good. And I've loved them ever since the first Big downsize was when they had that health thing there 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and they quit putting the uh, green onions on it. That It started going downhill there, though. They never did bring them back after all those people got sick from them. Salmonella or E. coli or something. E. coli, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, I will lament with you. I mean, I didn't get them very often, but when you love something that much and you don't have a way to easily make those either at home or with their other, you know, things. Uh, Here's the problem with trying to make one at home. Even before it went away, I've tried numerous recipes. I found to make them. The problem is if you go to the grocery store and you buy even the cheapest ingredients they have, you're still buying a much better quality ingredient than Taco Bell uses. You have to have that super low level quality <laughs> ingredient. And when it's all mixed together, it tastes freaking good. You, you're laughing, but I'm serious. You can't go to the store and buy ground chuck and make your taco meat with it, and put it on a Mexican pizza and taste anything like Taco Bell's because you're using much better ingredients. 
that's there's science to that. I guess so. I might have to buy a can of Alpo. <laughs> try that. <laughs> now there's a winner. They need to start making pumpkin spice dog food in the fall. <laughs> what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, I'm just we're talking about flavors and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is pumpkin spice. Uh, in case you have a really frou frou picky dog. I mean, hell, you can even get. You just licked his butthole two minutes ago. Who cares what the flavors of dog food is? Well, okay, <laughs> along, along those same lines, this past year you could get pumpkin spice scented personal lubricant. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> I nearly did a spit take. That was close. <clears throat> well, I'm just saying. If we're I mean, going down the pumpkin spice path, let's put it in everything. If you got to that point, I would say it would be in everything, but geez. Well, now you've been probably been to your local grocery store and seen the refrigerated dog food. Right. Well, I mean, we're a hop, skip and jump away from pumpkin spice. They rolls have refrigerated dog food at my Walmart. There is a, you know, like the, uh, the little refrigerators they have up front with all your drinks before you check mm-hmm. out. They have one of those up there. That's the dog stuff. Yeah. At the checkout. That's what I'm getting at. We're I'm, I'm trying to make us some money for the retro network here. I'm telling you, if we don't do it, somebody else will in the next two or three years. Anyway, might as well be us make the stuff or at least sell the idea to somebody. Yeah. Just make the meme on whatever Facebook and five Pump- years later, it'll become a thing. Pumpkin spice flavored hot dogs would probably be pretty nasty though. Hmm. We I don't think Oscar whipped cream might. on top. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I got one more pick here. One more pick, uh, and I'm going with a snack. I uh, because right now in your grocery store, Ritz does a crisp and thin. Uh, it's like a mix between a cracker and a chip, which I love. And back in the day, Keebler did them. They were called Munchums mm-hmm. in the, I would say, mid to late 90s. And it was just that mix between it. It wasn't quite a cracker. It wasn't quite a chip. It was uh, a cracker size, but it was still kind of light and fluffy. So when you bit into it, you really got that nice crisp, you know. Mm-hmm. And the flavors were great. I they love had, uh, Yeah, they had sour cream and onion, ranch, and cheddar. And then they brought out like Southwest flavors. Like uh, I think it was like chili and salsa or something. Uh, they were awesome, and it wasn't until Ritz started doing these ones now, those bacon ones that they do now, I could go through a whole bag in one sitting, no problem. They are so good, but it, the texture is part of that too, man. I don't know. It just feels like it brings out the flavor a lot more if you just don't have a cracker or a potato chip. It's like in between, you know, so mm-hmm. the Keebler Munchums were awesome. I remember mom getting those, well, and think- yes. I think I mentioned this before, but those bacon ritz or even those chips, get you a jar of maple peanut butter to go with those bacon chips. I'm not big on peanut butter. Well, you're missing out because that bacon ritz just just pulled through that maple peanut butter. Oh, man, that stuff's so good. Now, is this some concoction you make or do they actually make maple peanut butter? Oh, they actually make it. Uh Peter Pan or Jif? Maybe it's Jif. I think it is Jif. It's a shorter jar than normal. It's like half height jar because you can get like the uh, 
Like with Nutella? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That type stuff. But it's a maple. Oh, man. It tastes mm. more maple than peanut butter. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I might try it then. And then when you put the that salty bacon cracker chip thing with it. Yeah. Mm. I cannot keep those bacon ones in the house, man. I have to hide them. Because <laughs> they're gone. They're so good. And I did just any other flavor is not even close to being that uh, in the Ritz, the crisp and thins. But the Munchums, man, those were like the original of those, and they were so good. All right. Well, anything else you want to add? Are we going to save some for after hours? Or I guess we'll uh, find we got, out here in a minute. We got some more food talking after hours, but of a different sort. Okay. Well, uh, this was fun. This was a, a pretty good list. We had some uh, Italian pizza and pasta and wine. We had some fast food. We had wine, candy, snacks. Yeah, we hit all the bases. Cereal. Pumpkin spice Kentucky jelly. <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> all right, so that's going to do it. We're going to uh, hop back in here in the time machine. And uh, head back to the present time. See what Mick has planned here for After Hours. All right. We hope you enjoyed doubling back with us to some foods that we miss. Tell us if any rang out with you. Uh, maybe one that you had not thought about in a while or... Uh, If you've got one on your mind lately that you just want to come back, we'd love to hear it. Tag us on Twitter at TRN Social or our personal accounts at RD80s at Yesterdayville. And if by chance you haven't yet, please subscribe. And if you're uh, on Apple Podcasts, please rate us. We would appreciate it. And uh, coming up tonight on After Hours, Mick, what do we got? We got some more food talk because I've got something fun for you some of our favorite foods that turned 40 years old this year foods that debuted in 1981 there's some there's some big hitters on here yeah Mm -hmm. all right well i'm looking forward to that that's coming up in after hours hope you'll join us uh later tonight on patreon for that but uh we hope you will uh tune in as well next week so jason here for mickey we will see you in time windows open here how many windows do you need well i like to get to it to talk about it when i need it there's only two other things i need to reference here mrbreakfast.com i just sat here with my eyes closed and talk (laughs) this has been a presentation of the retro network